we knew at that point that the work that we have done wasn't in vain. Uh, it was a positive instead of a negative. Since 1950, the counties of Barnwell, Allendale, and Bamberg had benefited from the job creation and investment brought to the region by the creation of the U.S. Department of Energy's Savannah River Site, or as we call it, SRS. The site offered good jobs for highly skilled workers and employed several generations of families in the three-county area by the early 1990s. In addition, the region was flush with textile manufacturing, including decades of investment from the giants in the industry, including Millican, Shaw, Sara Lee, and Rockland. These industries employed both skilled and unskilled labor as one of the three major employer sectors in the area. The third was agribusiness, or as we call it here, farming and logging. The three counties were not characterized as a region, but were simply three rural counties with distinctly independent and separate identities and little cooperation or coordination beyond county lines. Even though residents crossed county lines daily in their commute to work at the local plants or farms, rivalry among football teams and strong political personalities bred strong territorial pride and thick lines in the sand of county boundaries. And then came Southern Carolina Alliance. Welcome to our podcast. Today we are talking about the first 25 years of Southern Carolina Alliance. And we have with us some of the founding members of this organization. And today we're talking with Jim Kares and James Pinckney. We are talking also with Carl Gooding and Johnny Williamson, two other members of the founding board. Gentlemen, how are y'all today? Excellent. Excellent. Good, good. So you've lasted 25 years. Thankfully. Yes, we did. <laughs> we have. So, um, you know, there are some people who tell me that when Southern Carolina Alliance was formed, y'all were planning to put this organization together and that the longevity of it would be about 18 months. And um, now it's been 25 years. So let's start today with, first of all, why was Southern Carolina Alliance formed? Southern Carolina Alliance was formed because we all had some dreams. Uh, all of us kind of argued a little bit between the, the six or seven of us that was there regular till we came up with the Tri-County Alliance. And, and General Jasper Vaughn was, was, and Calvin Melton and Robert O'Collins and, of course, James Pinckney here was, was involved with all this. We didn't agree with everything to start with. We argued and argued, and and some people thought that the three counties was going to be enough. But, you know, really, it's a field of dreams now. So originally we had the three counties, Allendale, Bamberg, and Barnwell, and of course you're from Barnwell County. But James, explain to us why did Allendale County decide to get on board and to form this tri-county alliance with two of your biggest rivalries. I mean, how, how did that come about? Tell us why you thought it was a good idea. Well, Kate, um, why I thought and knew that it was a good idea because we was a very small county of the three. And we had um, administrator trying to do economic development and administrate the county which we was not going anywhere with that uh, form. 
So when the Southern Carolina, which we started to form in the group to develop uh, Tri-County Alliance, we thought that was a great idea and it would have stopped the repeating of competing of the three counties. We all needed um, economic development and we could not do it alone. Tell us a little bit, Jim, about what some of the first challenges were. What was the hardest part about getting everyone to cooperate? The first challenge was the three counties, uh, everybody in Barnwell felt like Ball should be the lead county. Allendale felt Allendale should be the lead county. And as you go down the list, there was all kind of situations to, to, to argue about amongst us. And uh, the situation was how to split the funds. And we, we went ahead and got it where we had funds coming in for the Tri-County Alliance that was split between three counties. And that was a headache to pull through because Allendale wanted some, Ball wanted some, and didn't feel like Bamberg should have been in the, in the picture. Well, the thing about it is I'm from a place called Slaytown. And Slaytown says, we'll get you. And it's got to be a we team. And that's what we turned into was a we team over a period of time. I'm assuming, as I recall, about a year, a year and a half, we, we gelled into a good team. Well, you know, it's interesting, as you said, each county, you know, felt that they needed to look out for themselves. But as a team, good things started happening. And so by 1996, the Tri-County Alliance was having its full first, first full year of operation in 1996. And by mid-year, its first announcement when Ken South located in Bamberg um, County over in Denmark. Um, they're now celebrating their 25th year of operation in Bamberg County. So that was the first big win for the Alliance. But then right behind that came the really big projects. Um, first, you had um, Chronotex, which is now Swiss Chrono USA, same company, just new name, located out at the South Carolina Advanced Technology Park in Barnwell County. Um, and since then, they've built, they've expanded several times, and now they've built a second plant, mm -hmm. um, an HDF plant, in addition to the wood laminate flooring. And they've invested about half a billion dollars in Barnwell County. But also, Allendale County got a giant when Grant Forest Products of Canada decided to come and invest and build the world's largest oriented strand board manufacturing facility in Fairfax, South Carolina. That company lasted a good decade, and then they were bought out by Georgia Pacific, another giant in the industry. Um, Georgia Pacific stayed in business until 2019. And then just this year, that, that was also, by the way, about... 400 million in investment. And um, that's been great to have that on the tax rolls and to have that tax revenue coming into the counties. And then just this week, West Fraser announced that they're reopening the plant in Fairfax. Another 135 jobs coming back to Allendale County. And again, you've got that tremendous investment. Um, James, speak to that a little bit about what that investment has meant over the years to Allendale County. And also, um, Let's go a little further. Tell us, when did you know we were at the turning point, that we reached the turning point, that we knew 
that the alliance would be a success. We know the Alameda County knew that uh, when Chronotech hit the trestle board, that we knew at that point it was good things coming to the region. Uh, we knew at that point that the work that we have done wasn't in vain. Uh, it was a positive instead of a negative. So from that line, we, we continue to push forward and with Chronotech, we seen the split of the funds, uh, I believe during that time it was 50-25. And the 50-25, that was a 25 that we didn't have. Uh, so that was a good thing to the revenue for Allendale County. And then, oh, behold, uh, Grant Forest product uh, developed. And we as a team uh, traveled to Canada to review the um, plants that they had in Canada. And then we came, came back to Allendale and Baldwin and Bamberg, and we said, I believe if we can land this one, that would be the big one. And we did. And, uh, and that was also a 50-25 split. Uh, later... After that, uh, we went to popping. Things went to happening. Small pieces, but small pieces, if you get enough of them, they would make a hole. And that's what we was doing. And, I, and uh, Southern Carolina Alliance have been in the forefront for this region for 25 years now soon to be. And I don't believe sitting where I'm sitting now, looking back over the 25 years, the counties, Allendale, Bamberg, and Baltimore would have been as developed. We do have a great diversity of companies coming in, you know, other than these large wood products companies. And they're diverse in industry sectors, but also in country of origin. We had the Canadians coming in with Grant Forest products. The Germans came in with Swiss Chrono. Um, and then again, West Fraser's coming back in, another Canadian company. So this has been big for us. Also down in Allendale, you have a Turkish company that's invested, Akpakemia, that's opening out at the Point Sakahachi Industrial Park. We've got an Italian company, Luigi Bormioli, here in Barnwell County as well. So you've got great diversity of companies from across Europe investing in the region. We also have companies in the region from Asia as well. And we've got people from all over the world visiting the communities um, on a regular basis. But it's not just that, that these companies brought into our communities. Also, the smaller businesses and vendors flourish when these large industries come in. So I thought, um, Jim, that you might want to say a few words about what you've seen um, in the communities, having the large presence of a company, an, an industry like Swiss Chrono being in the region, what you've seen it doing in the communities and what you've heard out there in the community from people who've benefited from it. Swiss Chrono has been a, a seriously nice company for, for this area, this region, and state. It has brought about uh, 
the revenue sharing was good for us, but the job was even more important to us than the revenue on this particular case. And uh, people in the community recognize that it has helped Ball County tremendously since we've lost uh, some companies in the past. Uh, it has meant that, that some of our children have got good jobs, good paying jobs, and, and a future. Thank you, gentlemen, for your input today and your point of reference. You guys just really understand what it takes to build something wonderful for this region, and that you've done because in the last 25 years, um, Southern Carolina Alliance has played a role in recruiting more than $2.2 billion in private capital investment. And by the end of the year, I think we'll be at 10,000 jobs that SCA has been responsible for recruiting to this very rural area of South Carolina. It's really amazing. We thank you all for serving on the Southern Carolina Alliance Board of Directors and even the Tri-County Alliance Board of Directors from the beginning. Um, all of you not only have served on the board, you've been involved in industry, you had jobs with some of these major industries or you owned your own business. You also served on your county councils in your respective counties. And um, you certainly do know the struggle and you understand what it takes, the hard work it takes to make something like this work. And we appreciate your service over the last 25 years. And as a resident of this area, I'd just like to say thank you for all that you've done because you really did make a difference for us and you've um, given us the hope of a brighter future for the region. So thank you all very much for being with us today. We have with us Mr. Johnny Williamson of Bamberg County, one of the founding um, members of the Southern Carolina Alliance Board of Directors. Johnny has served as a chairman over the years, I think several times, and has also served as chairman of Bamberg County Council, but he's best known as quite a savvy businessman throughout the region. Welcome, Johnny. Thank you. Glad to be here today. Also, we have with us today Mr. Carl Gooding, Again, one of the founding board members of Southern Carolina Alliance from Allendale County. Um, Carl has also served on county council in Allendale County and served as chairman of our board. He has also at times served as chairman of Allendale County Council. And he is best known as a businessman in the area and is the voice of WDOG, the big dog radio here in Allendale County. Welcome, Carl. Been my pleasure for having us and we thank you and hope we spread some good word about so. So as a lead in, Southern Carolina Alliance had their first full year of operation in 1996. Um, and there were several of our current board members who were part of that, who were some of our founding board members. And so part of what we're doing today is we're gonna take a look back at how we got to where we are today with you know 2.2 billion in capital investment that we brought to the area. And at last count, we were at over 9,090 jobs that we've announced in the last 25 years. Um, to hear Danny Black tell it, he came over as a loaned executive for 18 months, um, and he thought that would be what it would take. And here we are still operating 25 years later. So let's ask um, Carl Gooding first. Carl, tell us what led to putting together this regional economic development alliance. Why did y'all go there? Why because there was a, a real need for it. Uh, we had uh, individual county development boards in every county, and it was very expensive to operate individuals. Uh, my county alone, Allendale County, was spending a quarter of a million dollars a year 
on offices, secretaries, and of course the administrator to operate, and uh, we weren't getting anything in return. But that all turned around with the leadership of Mr. Black. Right. Let's pause a minute here. Are you able to hear him? Is that good sound or does he need to be closer? It's good? Okay, great, great. So, Johnny, let me ask you that same question. So, what do you, you know, why did you guys get involved? Why did Bamberg decide to join the alliance? Well, you know, Bamberg, Allendale, and Bonner were all small, rural, basically, counties. And uh, we counted so much on the Savannah Riverside for our key employer. And if you looked at the trends in jobs, and they went from 27,000 jobs down into the mid-teens in a short period of time. And Bamberg County, while it is not contiguous to the site, had a large number of its people working there. And we had to have some organization that had the strength and unity to recruit jobs to replace these good jobs that we were losing very rapidly. Right. And can you hear, is his sound good? Good, great, great. So when you guys first sat down and got together, what were the biggest challenges of trying to make an alliance work? Tell us, what was it like in the beginning when you tried to put your meetings together, you tried to come up with your priorities? Um, what were your challenges? Well, Johnny, why don't you go first on that one? Well, the first thing was funding. How were we going to fund it? What was was fair to each county. You know, you had, uh, Allendale was the smallest in population, Bamberg Middle, Barnwell, the largest. But we, we had to build confidence and trust in the organization, everyone working working together, which which we were successful with that. And had we not gotten comfortable and never worked together and agreed to the funding formula, we would never got started. And Carl, you still, to this day, you still cover a lot of high school football. These counties are rivals. Well, yeah, to a certain degree they are. They are, and that's the way it ought to be. Um, <clears throat> some of them no longer. I do the high, the high school league reaffiliation. It's, it's not a big Well, they were. Bamberg and um, Barnwell were fierce rivals. Um, Allendale, they were doing the same thing. Allendale being the smallest school system, but it was... Community effort, uh, as far as rivalry goes, but I'm like Johnny, it is very difficult to keep a number of counties together with a program like this, with the funding and the financing and the who's on the board, who's not on the board. And I hate to keep tooting or Danny Black's horn, but ain't one person in South Carolina could have kept three counties at that time together. And now we've got seven counties, so I got to commend him on keeping us all together and happy. All of us haven't been happy, happy to hold that gun time. I think our biggest argument came when we decided to split the uh, revenue sharing um, in the uh, scat parks and in the different industrial parks. And uh, we overcome that after Johnny got all up mad with us uh, sooner or later. So we ended up uh, overcoming that. Yeah, he was the obstacle, uh, but we did. And here we are. So it, it's worth the effort. It's been a lot of fun. Well, once, once we really got, got critical mass was around 2000. I think that's when the state came across with the million dollar grant, which enabled us to buy the Allied General Nuclear Plant that was never in operation. Now, not that we wanted to be in a nuclear reprocessing plant, but there was 1,700 acres that came with it. And that really 
set a fire under our organization and gave us the ability to compete and to start bringing in large and worthwhile industries. Yeah, and I was looking at our, when we were celebrating our 20 year anniversary, we put together a book. And so your founding board of directors for the Tri-County Alliance, and that's what Southern Carolina Alliance was called back then when you had three counties, or Calvin Melton, who is now deceased, and Jasper Barn, also deceased, James Pinckney, and we'll be interviewing him at another time, Jim Cares, but we knew we couldn't handle both of y'all and Jim Cares in one room, and then you and Carl. Right. So um, y'all all started as the board of directors back then. Um, what were your first thoughts about each other? It's good. Johnny and I sort of uh, sort of like two peas in a, in a shell. He's an outdoors person. I'm an outdoors person. And we both um, never been serious in our life. Um, <laughs> other than Johnny's abuse of Cialis, it's been a real, it's been a real good, uh, good. Uh, uh, I think he, he would, we, we both pretty much the same. Barnwell and Bam, Bamberg and Allendale County, pretty similar in size, population and assets. And uh, it's just easy to get along with Bamberg County. We've, Modern world was not as easy, but uh, everything worked out in the end. I think when we started seeing successes, like a Swiss Chrono, mm -hmm. what was interesting is we, we, I think, visited in 2000 and got a commitment out of them to build a plant. But the economy and the dollar exchange rate against their, their currency wasn't true. And they did not start their project, I think, until 2003 when the, the economics got to working. But once people saw this and the size of the investment and the number of employees and the skills that their employees had to had to possess to be there, I think they saw us as a uh, really an asset that we could bring things to fruition. Well, you know, um, Johnny, you're always reminding me that y'all got started in 1995, but 1996 was your first full year of operation. 25 years ago, and they're still flourishing in Denmark. Um, they're always poised to for growth. They're talking to us about growing that operation all the time. Um, talk a little bit about that, about the longevity of Ken South and what it's meant to the Denmark community. Well, it's basically the product. They made a quality product, pretty much stainless Utilities, I guess we'd call them for, for restaurants and, and cafeterias and like that. And they made a good product. And it's as the country and the economy has grown, the demand keeps increasing for what they make. They're in a, a, a continual market, not a shrinking market. So they've been successful. Yeah. And Carl, in, over in Allendale, um, you know, we, we talked about Swiss Chrono. That was the big announcement that came to Barnwell County. It's in a multi-county revenue sharing agreement, so all the counties have benefited over the years. The next big announcement was um, the Grant Forest Products announcement, which was sold to GP. Mm -hmm. GP was running well until 2019 when they shut it down. And today, um, we're announcing that West Fraser has purchased the plant. They're going to create 135 jobs in Allendale County. Talk to us a little bit about these large industries and what a difference they make in a local community, how they affect the local economy. Well, it doesn't have to be a large industry to make big time news in Allendale County because we're not used to that. Um, Grant Industries, the Grant fellows out of Canada were extremely nice. Uh, we spent some time in Canada 
luring him here. And um, they were just easy to deal with. And they were doing fine as the largest OSB board manufacturer in the world at that time. And then the OSB board price fell. We, we were without a hurricane or two during that time. And usually um, that makes the OSB market pretty high when everything gets torn up by a hurricane. Uh, so the price didn't hold up and they sold it to um, Georgia Pacific. And Georgia Pacific ran it for a couple of years. Same time Grant built one in Allendale County, it built one over in um, Clarendon County, I believe it was. And uh, put ours online first and then um, brought the Clarendon County online and then Clarendon County outlasted Allendale County for mainly because they just needed to downsize their operations. Georgia Pacific came along and was operating it until they decided they were going to consolidate everything over in Manning. And I am so glad that that's a beautiful big building out there with everything you would want if you were going to build an OSB board. I don't know what else you could use it for, but it certainly served its purpose. Uh, and uh, it made big excitement for a while. Well, that that one recruitment sold me because I remember when we were in your courthouse, we were negotiating fee in lieu of taxes with them. And it settled on $800,000 a year. Allendale County took $400,000, Barnwell and Allendale, Bamberg and and, and Barnwell got 200000 each. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that was the true spirit of, of sharing revenue. And I said, when we did that, I said, this is going to work. Yeah, and, and it's not only just the sharing of the revenue um, while the, the these businesses are in operation, but when you go out and you land a big project like that, in the case of um, Grant Forest Products in Georgia Pacific, um, by the time it was all said and done, um, they had $400,000, $400 million in the ground in Allendale County, which was there that left an asset behind that now West Frazier has come in and purchased. So, you know, that investment is lasts for decades, even sometimes when the company does. So uh, yeah. talk a little bit about that. No, are you, are you referring to taxes? Yeah. Yeah. That's revenue, the important revenue. thing. Well, it's, it stayed pretty well level and, uh, we've certainly benefited from it. Allendale County has, and I'm sure Baumel and Bamberg County has. We're just waiting on them to pay back some of that money we gave them. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we'll get to that sooner or later. But um, it's a great tool. And it's about the only way and about the only tool you can compete with the larger counties in the state with this fee and loop program uh, and uh, our industrial parks, which anybody is, gets in, put into one of those, you get the uh, take part in that, and that's where the state negotiates with the industry um, to settle on a, on a taxation fee instead of a normal levy of taxes. And it helps us compete with Georgia and North Carolina. Without that, we'd be lost. Okay, so you were talking about that, about everybody paying their own share. Let's talk about some of the most difficult times for the Alliance in working together. Back in um, 96 and 97, the Tri-County Alliance was trying to bring a regional hospital to the area. And um, there was a, a lot of rival, rivalry and a lot of issues in building trust. Talk a little bit about that battle and what happened and where we are today with all that. Well, I, can, I can start on that because uh, in addition to being on the Southern Carolina board, I think I was chairman of Amber County Council at the same time. But I had just resigned after 10 years of service on the Bamberg County Hospital Board. I knew the 
hospitals finances in and out. When I went on the board in 76, they had about a three and a half, four million dollar reserve and their client base was about 60 to 65% private pay or insurance pay and the other 30, 35 uh, would be either indigent or government reimbursement or the talk. In the 10 year period that I was there, all of these numbers reversed. When I resigned off the board, because I'd started on county council and involved in Southern Carolina, they were down to about a million four reserve and 65% of their business was either government reimbursement or no reimbursement and about 35% private pay and insurance. Looking at the numbers and the, the whole way the, the, the economics have changed, there's no way on the long haul that a hospital from a small community like that could survive for the long term. That's when uh, health management associates approached us and came in and wanted to discuss building a hospital to serve Barnwell, Bamberg, and Allendale counties. We looked at sites all over. Bill Schaffer, chairman of the board, and the fellow Kirk Bell, I think was his first name, came down and they had uh, maps and overlays that would show you the maximum number of people within a 50 mile radius, 25 miles each way. So we had the best number was about well, a half mile east of Denmark towards Bamberg, but that wouldn't have been a good solution because of Barnwell. But when you went about two and a half miles west of Denmark, you were within 200 people of the other side. And that would be more favorable. So they took an option and we're gonna build a hospital there. A lot of the local medical community and some of the citizens did not want to see the old hospital and the doctors around it have to move. And so we had considerable opposition, including some lawsuits, because what happened uh, was a lawsuit filed with sued Bamberg County Council, they sued Southern Carolina, and uh, one's up on the individual. When the lawsuit was filed, and health management withdrew and did not come to the area. One of the biggest hangups that, that really peeved a lot of the doctors was in their contract. They were going to build a 110 bed hospital, but they also warranted, in addition, they would pay taxes and would serve the indigents, but they were going to recruit 50 new doctors to the area. And that did not sit well with a lot of the medical community. So I don't know how many years later it was, but we lost Bamberg Hospital a few years later. And then shortly after that, Barnwell County got tired of subsidizing and we lost that too. So we had an opportunity to, to do better, but we couldn't. But uh, we did the best we could to try to provide a, a viable solution and it was rejected. Carl, what was the Allendale perspective on all that? Well, we had lots of meetings and things like that. We didn't have any problem with uh, the medical community. We got a little hospital. We just lucky enough to have two administrators that were outstanding. One was Ken Hyatt and the other one is Larry Goody. Um, and they obtained the uh, 
what do you call it, critical access type hospital with special funding from the federal government. And it's been pretty successful. They have been operating in the bike now for, for a number of years. And they run, in fact, they've been nationally recognized now as a, as a great medical facility. But we didn't have as much uh, controversy in the county with the hospital situation as Bamberg did and Baltimore County did. We ended up keeping ours, and we were lucky, to be honest with you. We were involved into these, this urgent care thing up until, I think, the last minute decided that wasn't for Allendale County. It was the right move for us. We, we didn't sit well with some of the folks who were in, involved in it, particularly the people who were trying to make a deal out of that. But in the meantime, Johnny and the folks got together. They got them in Orangeburg Regional, got involved, and so things turned out pretty good. That is sitting on the original side, the mm -hmm. intended side of the 100 dead men hospital. We have an emergency, emergency facility serving uh, basically Bamberg, Denmark, Barnwell. And how many beds do they have? 20 beds there or something. They, they don't keep people overnight. No, no, they, they stabilize them and transport them, but they have, uh, they have a, a, a CAT scan machine and they have all of the, the immediate equipment. They can dock you up and send you on the on the way. Well, that's, that's what they were. That's that's the kind that can survive. Yeah, and that's what I was going to ask you to next. So y'all were part of the original negotiation, trying to bring a regional hospital to the area, but couldn't get you know collaboration and a compromise on that. Yet twenty years later, two of the three counties ended up without any health care, any hospital. And you were both part of the deal in bringing the regional um, freestanding um, emergency center to Bamberg and Barnwell counties, which is really um, a, a groundbreaking um, facility and it encompassed the collaboration among four counties because you also had to bring Calhoun and Orangeburg County in to make it happen. So, Johnny, talk about that a little bit more. We had, we had needs, you know, in the areas that the hospitals had closed. And uh, that was definitely the best location we had for the, the first intended hospital. Orangeburg and, and Calhoun knew that they could build their, their patient base by having this freestanding facility that would basically stabilize and transport. So it was a feeder, a feeder stream for them. And it gave us access to emergency facilities that we did not have. Went to the guy that uh, we had initially wanted to purchase the land, mm -hmm. and the land was under option for a solar farm. And uh, explained to him that we needed ten acres of that, and I thought it'd be a good good service to the community if he could somehow get them to release the the ten acres. And it took time and some conversation, all but. He was successful in getting that 10 acres released and the, the center was established. And it's, I think it's proven it's, it's worth because it stays pretty busy. Talking about um, earlier, you were saying, I believe, Johnny, that you knew the Lions was going to work when, when Pronotex, it's now called Swiss Chrono, was landed in Barnwell County. Carl, when did you feel like we had made the turn and the, the regional alliance would um, succeed that, that the collaboration would be solidified. It took me a while to be convinced, but uh, Allendale didn't have any choice. That convinced me. Yeah. And uh, because we'd been going to private um, 
route of hiring an administrator, well, an economic developer. And uh, we tried a number of them and uh, boards and it was just a whole hum operation. We never got any results whatsoever. We were spending, I think, $247,000 a year or thereabouts on running our own development board and where we could pay Danny Black and your organization $50,000 and we've had great results. So uh, we've had some, you know, they were this Swiss Chrono, I guess, was the same turnabout uh, and then along come uh, Grand Industries. I tell you how desperate we were. Uh, we spent a lot of time and effort attracting the state penitentiary so we could have jobs in Allendale County. So the trade-off was easy for us. We, we could do nothing more than go up. Uh, and it uh, didn't take much to convince me that being an organization like this, and I got to give him credit once again, Mr. Black is a great leader. And um, he started this thing and saw it through. And he is still, I don't know of anybody I'd rather have running the Southern Carolina Alliance than Danny Black. So I give him all the credit. We did a lot of convincing. We had problems with towns and counties being in alliances, the scat park was sort of called, or the things like that. But I, I don't see any, if we had not, if we had not formed and kept this alliance going, all of us would be in dire straits right now. Well, another key to it too, which Dan was well aware of, was individual counties, we did not have the political representation power. We couldn't, we couldn't get anything done in Columbia. By pulling our counties together, we had more representation and were more successful as we lobbied in Columbia to get things. And uh, as we have gotten bigger, and even the addition with uh, Buford County was a big help. You got a, close to another 200,000 citizens and you picked up senators and representatives. So you take our alliance and our combined legislative pull it's a whole lot more than any one of us have as a standalone county. Our regional alliance consolidated us and gave us much more political strength. Well, Johnny, you brought the politics into it, um, and we talked about Danny has been the heart and soul of this organization and, and our leadership as well. But talk a little bit about some of the elected officials you guys worked with over the years, both within the region and outside of the region at the state and federal levels who, who were really helpful to the Alliance over the last two and a half decades? Well, time flies <laughs> and your memory gets weaker with age. But I can, I can tell you that, that, that our, our state senators have been great. Our, our U.S. senators, congressmen, I mean, even uh, Joe Wilson's Bamberg County is not in his in his his district, but he's he's helped us, and we've we've had just great support from our state and federally elected officials. Uh, you hear about what we talked about earlier this the settlement from DOE and the the plutonium deal and all like that, which it's settled, but it's not settled yet. But the six hundred million dollars that was given to offset the Plutonium 30 tons sitting there for all these years shouldn't be there. But uh, that was that was politically facilitated also without any political power and that never would have happened. We still don't know, even though the agreement states that the money was for the impacted regions, 
we're still having to deal with the state and see what they're going to be good enough to give the, the counties that are impacted. But uh, that was a very strong uh, political action there. Uh, well, I, I, we've gotten, like you said, a lot of help from Congress by Joe Wilson and uh, Mr. Clyburn. Uh, but Brad Hutto has been a real asset to, to the um, Southern Carolina Alliance. He is on the board um, and he is uh, guiding us away through this so-called settlement Johnny was referring to. And I'm assuming he can put it off of the impacted areas. Um, we're the ones that have our property involved in burying plutonium up there. So I think it's only right um, that we do that. But we've also had really good support. Sometimes we may not think so, but from the Secretary of State over the years, Mr. Hitt, and right now we've got Mr. Leipzig, who has roots in our district, so I'm sure that's going to work out well. Um, the governor is a great support for our region, and he has helped us a lot these last two years um, with the uh, Department of Commerce and, and monies that we needed to get project done. So I'm satisfied with our elected officials and the politicians involved in our day-to-day -day operation. Well, thank you both for being with us today. And Johnny, we appreciate your comments about you either looking down or looking up on Southern Carolina Alliance. Let's say this, um, just two weeks ago, we helped Ed Burgess, um, another good friend of Southern Carolina Alliance, a consultant who's been with us for 25 years. We helped him celebrate his retirement at the age of 82. And when you guys get to be as old as Ed, we'll let you leave the board. How about that? That sounds good. All right, that sounds good. Thank y'all.